0: Today's episode of Birds with Friends is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including in companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So, whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to Birds with Friends, that's one word, Birds with Friends, dot, Robinhood, dot com. That's Birds with Friends dot, Robinhood, dot com. Birds with Friends, one word, no spaces birdswithfriends.robinhood.com all investments involve risk this is not an an investment advice a recommendation or a solicitation of any security other fees may apply visit rbnhd.co slash fees the free stock program is subject to certain limitations, annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable Robinhood Financial is not a bank
1: bird to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bow and shielding the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends bow wolf and shook a party coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings now i'm gonna have the rest of my life with these kids wow the, we gotta get that in a drop uh immediately
2: friends. let's edit that one out that didn't come out play, there's right? no
1: editing no, no editing in <laughs> yeah, this that's podcast the wonderful birds with
0: friends no editing <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends i am bow wolf joined right now by nobody down here in St. Petersburg, Florida, where uh, we are, well, we, I, am at the Shrine Game, actually the Shrine Bowl, and for this episode, the Shrine B-Owl, which is the precursor to the Senior Bowl. It is an all-star game for senior NFL draft prospects who are your day three type prospects, and uh, we've got an interesting show for you. Today, This is the Shrine Bee Owl Spectacular, and it's going to start with a segment uh, in which I'm joined by Fran Duffy and Chris McPherson of PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Journey to the Draft podcast, which I imagine many Birds with Friends listeners uh, enjoy in their own ears. And then after that, we will have uh, a bit of a, a make-a-wish fulfillment. This is a young man who uh, purports to be a draft analyst a draft uh, expert and has been you know sending emails let me be on birds with friends please please i'll do anything and so uh benjamin solak from the draft network will join us and then we'll close with a segment with uh, our old friend tony pauline so we will be talking guys to watch here at the shrine Bee Owl and uh just uh, some general nonsense so uh, with Sheel and zach back in Philadelphia. We'll have plenty of Eagles news to talk about later this week, I think. But for now, we will proceed with the Shrine Bee owl Spectacular, starting with Chris McPherson and Fran Duffy from PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Journey to the Draft podcast, which I believe, if it is the same as when I was there, it's presented by AAA. Welcome to the Birds with Friends Shrine Bee owl Spectacular. Used to be the shrine game, now it's the shrine
2: BOW. Was last year the
0: senior BOWL? I think so.
2: Okay, I don't remember. Okay, all these things I reuse, and
0: I don't remember if I've used them before. So here we are. We are in uh, the hotel room of the great friend Duffy and Chris McPherson. Wow! First time on Birds with Friends. was Tremendous. First time, in a long time. The uh, yeah, you can. That's the, right. The beautiful
2: Grand Plaza Hotel. So many memories here. This is the first time the three of us have ever done a podcast with us sitting on beds (laughs) in the Grand Plaza Hotel and Resort. Usually there's no podcast involved. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. And there's no Murphy bed. This room has Mm -hmm. no Murphy bed. The longtime listeners of Journey to the Draft podcast will know that the the Murphy bed reference. This is a bit of a a bit of reunion here. Yes. This is a
1: lot of nostalgia here. Yeah, this is going down memory lane a little bit here.
0: Who, Who between the two of you, who do you think is the Shield and who's the Zach?
1: Ooh, Ooh, let's see. I mean I Shield is more analytical, so I would say Fran mm. I'm more the storyteller. Okay. So I would go the Zach oh, role. The storyteller, I like that. But you know, I don't know if my my hot takes aren't as egregious as Zach's. Okay. What
0: are you what what, what are your uh, thoughts on the Patriots?
1: On the Patriots? Kiss the ring?
2: That that's Look, the thing. I don't. And I'm not a kiss the I'm not a kiss the ring person. But like I feel like I there are times where I do. I feel I feel for Zach. There are times where I feel terrible for Zach no. when I'm listening. He brings it upon himself.
1: Let's be honest. Here. Okay, he, play, he plays a role. Well, li- listen, role you have a, a
0: you have an interesting perspective on Zach.
1: Yes, he's a. Uh, one of the many alumni yes. who have come through like yourself.
0: What, what, what stories can you tell us of, of young Zach Berman, intrepid PhiladelphiaEagles.com intern? Intrepid
1: is a great word to describe it. I mean, you could tell. I'm trying to remember who recommended him to us. and So I apologize because we're going in the way mm-hmm. back machine here. But it's said.
0: an illustrious group of PhiladelphiaEagles.com content interns. It's
1: tremendous.
2: That could be in a Do you remember his podcast. first day? Like, did he just walk up to Donovan McNabb in the, in the cafeteria <laughs> Wait, and introduce himself? Punch him stuff? in the nose. <laughs> yeah. he, had, he had
0: read somewhere that the thing you had to do when you're on a new beat is punch <laughs> you around the nose. There's actually a story. He tells a story. Of he he did a similar thing with Eli. With the, I, that's why uh, I brought it up. Oh, I'm a lot, Come okay, on, what you, now. What did he do with
1: Eli? I don't know. This was oh, his
0: first Giants training camp. Yeah. And uh, he, like, not knowing any better, he just walked right up to Eli in the lunchroom and, like, introduced himself. Why not? It's very Zach. It's good. The big thing with I'm is, not good at that in these settings. Like... I thought I thought that I saw Matt Burke, the uh, Eagles here? coach here. It wasn't. Yeah, right. It was Ryan Grigson.
2: Uh, oh, who, wow. Where who, is Ryan Grigson now? I
0: think he's Seattle.
2: Okay. I think. Okay.
0: But I was like, oh, I should go introduce myself to him because we haven't had a chance to talk to him as members of the media. I was like, but I don't want to – I'm not going to waste that. Like I feel so intrusive. Like, sure. Unless I already know the person, I don't really feel like – like I know that that's what I should do as a reporter like introduce myself to these of people course. but like I'm not good at the at the cold introduction.
2: I would agree with you and I also don't fault you on the uh, the bad facial recognition either. So <laughs> yeah. I am guilty of that. I'm actually good,
0: good, very good facial recognition. Right. It
2: was from a long
0: distance away and okay. they have the same Gregson didn't used to have that length beard, but you know, Burke has that long beard.
2: I've used that excuse in the past, but okay.
0: <laughs> I don't have facial aphasia. I'm,
1: I'm, I think I got a pretty good good recall. The big thing with Zach was you could tell how passionate he was mm-hmm. about sports and how just how he knew like every minutiae. It, it was like one of those like, like a kid comes up to you and like riles up all right. these stats, and you're just like, all right, all right, kid, we get it. You, you know your stuff. Like, all right. And, you, and he was an outstanding writer from the jump. So you knew he was destined to go on to, to do some impressive things. So.
0: I remember my first day okay. working for PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Uh, I was uh, home in New York and I got a call from you, C-Mac, saying, uh, where are you? <laughs> and <laughs> and I we had gotten our start dates mixed up. I thought I was starting the following Monday and oh, you were expecting was... me to start that Monday and you were like, uh all right just start next monday that's yeah. fine
1: <laughs> like wow after a but good start went, here what yeah. a good impression i made all you right. weren't visiting Cosmo's no. nice job yeah. at least so graham foley yeah who was our intern two seasons ago okay when i offered him the job or called to tell him that we were offering a job i basically started as if it was going to be a rejection i'm like oh. look man you know your interview was great, you know, we were all really like it. Just that's s- cold. Yeah. And then it was like one of those I just flipped the script, it was like, nah, just kidding. We were offering oh. Graham and Zach and share no. some
2: similarities, I feel. What's that? Graham and Zach share oh, some similarities, yes, I feel. Certainly. Yes. So uh no. Not to go off on a tangent. Not to go off on a tangent. <laughs> the other uh, other uh
0: members of that lineage who listeners might know uh, David Murphy predated me mm-hmm. yes uh, Max Rappaport of course of the great course. Max Rappaport uh, and then and then some other impressive ones but, but probably They're not good ones I'm trying to think, think who else well, Josh Goldman of course Patrick Wall people would know Patrick Wall yes. I think uh, Dan
1: Klausner Dirty Dan, Dan, Dan. Klausner.
0: Dan yeah that's a pretty Adam good Herman. list
1: Adam Herman Adam, Adam Herman a good Adam one
0: Herman. yes yeah.
1: absolutely Adam Herman it's part of the fam yeah, it's a good group it's a very good group yeah
0: uh, okay. Uh, so, this is your first uh, Shrine shrine BL. It is. What do <laughs> <your laughs> you think? You've heard a
1: lot about it. You know, it's a great starting floor yeah. for seeing how the process unfolds. Mm. That's the biggest thing. It's just coming into it, and we were on you know, the Journey to a Draft podcast presented by AAA, kind of doing a preview with Ben Fennel and Fran, and I just said, look, I don't pay attention to college players in this regard. Mm-hmm. I'll watch games casually, but... For me, this is my first chance to see. So I'm not.
0: So Ben Solak said something to me. He was he, yesterday. He was like, "Who do you think is going to win the game tonight?" I was like, "I, I, I guess LSU." Like that sounds fine. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, do you like do you do you follow the college football season pretty closely?" I'm like, "No, yeah, no, I don't. That's my day off. I'm not watching college football. <laughs> I'm hanging out with the family. That's my time to like." Get stuff done. Yeah. That's where me and see. That's where
2: and that's where when you say like, who's the shield? Who's the Zach? That's where me and Zach are very yeah. similar. I am. I don't. I, not every Saturday, but most Saturdays. Like my wife knows. Like it's a game or two. Um, that are going to be squeezed into our into our routine and into our schedule. Yeah, that's fair.
1: If it's a must-watch game, got it. I gotta make it happen. Yeah, especially if it's the Saturday night game because usually you know family events you're done with that stuff by yeah. then so you could settle in and watch it but but even then i'm not watching like oh man that guy's gonna look great in midnight green next season or anything along those lines i'm just watching to be a fan yep and enjoy it so so i don't have you know any thoughts already basically going into it it's not like i've been reading every single thing about these guys to be like all right which of right. my opinion of of player XP. No. And that, that's what's nice about as you can see them up close. But it'll be good because, you know, next week the Senior Bowl will be higher standard of, of player, of prospects. And then you'll see everyone at the Combine uh, at the end of February.
0: So, I mean, for the people who aren't quite familiar, like the Shrine game, and you can set it up friend. but shrine I mean, bowl. Shrine Bowl, BL. <laughs> the BL. Um, we're talking, you know, generally speaking, we're talking like fifth round on. Like there might be a couple guys who pop third, fourth round, but that's, yeah. un- it's unlikely. Uh, Maybe a few fourth round picks, but I mean, we're talking about depth guys. Yep. And uh, I was telling you, I had had sort of gone through the list of uh, rosters over the past seven, eight years. And maybe there's some selection bias to this and some uh, confirmation bias because I was sort of looking for it. But it seems like to me, the guys who last in the league who come out of this game are like interior offensive linemen, defensive tackles, nickel corners and safeties or guys who like really... There was a reason that they were overlooked. Like right. they were coming from a small school, sure. most likely. So, yep. like you know, probably the best player to come out of this group is Teron Armstead. But you know, he was from a small school, and then he ended up going to the Senior Bowl. Like wide receivers, there's not a lot of them. And then like John Brown's probably the best, and yep. he's from a small school. So it seems to me like if you're if you're in this bowl, this game, it, like it's it's probably you you need to be here for a reason or. It's one of those positions like interior offensive line or defensive tackle where it's less about who's the best athlete yep. and there are more like intangible factors.
2: The way I the way I look at it is half the guys here, if we're being realistic or being fair, half the guys aren't are not going to get drafted. Like right. we know for sure like they're not going to get drafted. Then the rest of the half, I think you split that up into halves as well and you say So that would be quarters. Quarters, then. yes. Yeah. Uh, we would say that um you know this group is in discussion to be drafted okay. so you know they could be or they right. could not be and then the other quarter would say these guys are definitely draft worthy and it's a matter of are they day three guys or are they late day two guys and to me honestly like when i'm watching uh players getting ready for it there's two i would say there's two different uh right. be owls that i would put them into okay. there's the group that have like a special trait so, like, yeah. there are some players, like, explosive yeah. running back, explosive, explosive Show receiver. Show me something interesting. Yes, yeah. like a, a, a unique trait. Or they are guys that have, that have proven during their college careers that they can be role players in the NFL. So a fourth running back, a rotational D-tackle, a guy that you feel like... High floor, I know this guy can come in and play a certain role. Those are the kind of guys that stand out here, and you think back to some of those guys. I mean, you mentioned some of the ones uh, that have come in, and you know, just on the Eagles roster, you know Avante Maddox, uh, Cravon LeBlanc was here a few yeah. years ago. We, you and I were both here uh, when Cravon was here. Um, were we? We were. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were here for Craven. Are you sure that wasn't after me? Um, I, I guess it could have been with uh, myself and, uh, and Alex Smith, uh, those others, yeah, uh, that's other, right, other alumni that we didn't about talk him. about. Yep. Um, but yeah, we, uh, I was here for Craven. Um, God, if Alex Smith was listening to this, he's going to be oh, furious. Oh, he's yeah. not <laughs> going to be happy with you, too. Um, but I think when, yeah, when I look at this, I, I look at who are the guys that have the special traits, who are the guys that. Have the high floor, right? And that's kind
0: of how I kind of divvy these guys up. Name me one guy at this game who goes in the bucket of definitely not getting drafted. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to. I know do you that. don't want to yeah, do, this, but name I'm not do that. i It's half the rosters. I would, say, I would say. A, I would say there's one
2: guy. There's a pretty decent chance that the quarterback from Yale isn't going to get drafted. <laughs> okay, that's good enough. <laughs> that's good enough. And our, and uh, you know, uh, Coach Flynn will appreciate that as an Ivy. Yeah, League. I think yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Dartmouth corner. Probably fair as well Okay, that's good
0: <laughs> There's also a Princeton quarterback There is yeah, a Princeton okay. quarterback here.
2: Yeah, he's, he's been okay he's, Yeah, he's, uh, he's got There's ability there One-year starter So Yeah, you know, one-year starter There's there's things working working against a him A bit of an so. awkward
0: throwing motion I feel like
2: yeah, yeah Long delivery There are certain parts of the field Where I feel like he's very comfortable Attacking, watching him on film Down and there, field. Are, Yeah, and then there are other areas Where you can see It just takes a little bit And that's a one-year starter In the Ivy League Takes him a little bit time To kind of Listen, process Listen, I it. said I don't watch college football I've seen him play in person twice you are at a bigger disadvantage than 99% of the personnel here. Like 99% of the people that the scouts in attendance here have not seen Princeton play twice in person. I've seen them twice. And I saw, and I saw one North Dakota State game. There you go. So those, are my,
0: that's, those are the guys I've had eyes on. That's, that's big stuff. I will say I, I did not
1: watch those Princeton games and think this is an NFL quarterback. Okay. That's so okay. Do you think that you should be playing in the Shrine Bowl? bubble ball quarterback of assured that's error. a good I, question i don't know if you've ever
2: uh i think i think talents. that's worth
1: exploring
0: maybe we can maybe we can do some kind of uh I will yeah, say I'm the only person, journalism
2: i'm the only person on the podcast who has ever caught touchdowns from you in bubble that's ball. right
0: you can speak to it i can speak uh, to let, it. Uh, let the listeners know am uh, i blowing you smoke
2: were, no you were you were not blowing smoke you were by far my favorite quarterback to play with mainly because you always trusted my ability to go up and get it that's true. I was a, know, a, I, was a contet- I was a contested catch guy.
0: My, uh, my one of my operating principles as the, as the, when you're playing bubble ball quarterback, you got to make sure you keep everybody involved. <laughs> it's <laughs> right, true. Yes, it's your idea. Right, you know, yeah. uh, people are coming out there
2: spending their Tuesday nights. You want to make sure they get the ball. No question. You got to get their money's worth. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I give you a lot of credit from that standpoint. Thank you. We've missed you since it's left, and we don't really play that much It's anymore. dropped off. Uh, it has it's dropped off. It's, it's, it's a little sad. Point. That's too bad. Yeah, it is a shame.
0: C-Mac, who, uh, who do you think is uh, not going to get drafted from this uh, <laughs>
1: game? <laughs> I'm going to punt this one down the line. Okay, so. Fair enough. Uh,
0: all right, let's talk about guys who are interesting then. Okay, yes. Uh, let me start with, I think, well, I've, you know, I've watched two days of practice. I've got a couple guys who are, who are like my guys.
2: The first one is,
0: is the uh, the Louisiana Lafayette guard.
2: Kevin yeah. Dotson, Kevin I believe, Dotson. is his name. Yep. Tell me about him. So, Kevin Dotson, there's a kid next week at the senior beowl, uh, <laughs> Robert Hunt, who got announced for the senior bowl. I had not watched him. And I said, oh, you know, the kid from Louisiana Lafayette, let's watch him. Watch him. He's a nice player. We'll talk about him next week. And then a, f- uh, a few weeks later, the AP All-American teams come out. And lo and behold, first team All-American – there's a guard from Lafayette, an offensive lineman, and it's not Robert Hunt. It's Kevin Dotson. This guy was a first team, All-American? first team AP All American. Kevin, Dotson. what's he doing here? Why is good he question? Be at the Senior That's Bowl? Good. I talked to him you know. this afternoon, and uh, I, you know, I just said, you know. Congrats on being a first-team All-American, but um, you know I think when you when you look at him, uh, he's been really good in pass protection, um, a little bit better than I I probably anticipated coming into the week, and that's what you want to see. Is you know are there are there guys that look a little bit different when you see them live as opposed to what you saw on film? Especially for me, look, you know, NFL scouts when they're coming to this game, they maybe have seen you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 guys total. Uh I, have, yeah, I try and get a little bit of a bunch of guys to try and get a little bit of a taste. So by far, no question, like you asked me about who are players that are going to get drafted, not going to get drafted. To me, I look and I've went and I, I watched a game or two tops of 99% of these guys. So wow. um, a little 99%. bit, uh, I should say, that 99% of the guys that I did study. I would say like there were 15 or 20 guys I didn't watch before okay. coming down. So here. how?
1: what is your list at for the amount of players you uh, want? I don't, oh, I don't know if I question. want to admit
2: that, but we'll see
1: here. A better question for you, Bo. Yes. Is, What's
2: my list at? <laughs>
1: no zero. <laughs> did you, as you are accustomed to doing, did you print out your? Who oh, I asked him this question. I, or,
0: I did not this year. So uh, in
1: years past, when Bose prep for these all-star events would be printing out their bios on each of the college websites and basically would stack <laughs> up together. There's a, to a, a lot of wasted paper. A
0: whole <laughs> it really lot of was. wasted it was I've, like I've come to be tree. more environmentally
2: conscious. 265 the, is the number so far. 265. Yeah. And, and again, it's a lot of those guys, I've watched a game or two. It's a little sad to admit. So you did not print out the uh I massive. did not. I did not.
0: I was. I feel like I'm sort of shortchanging the uh, Shrine game pro- shrine BL process. Uh-huh. We're working on a different story, and then there's sh- Senior Bowl next week. Uh, oh, okay. A
2: little behind-the-curtain action there. Yeah, well, Indeed.
0: A, a lot of complaining.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. How about the uh, Minnesota cornerback, Chris Williamson? I like Chris Williamson. Uh, this is a guy that transferred... Six foot 198. Yeah, six foot 198. Um transferred from florida so started his career in the sec moved up to minnesota he's got pretty good size he's a he's a thick nickel he's a, a well-built kid he's a thickle. yeah some would say um i think when you look at him uh, i really liked his instincts and in coverage uh thickle's good i'm gonna stick that's with a there. new uh, position yeah, yeah. yeah forget, the big, <laughs> forget the big forget the big nickel craven's more of a thickle right and avante
0: maddox is your you know Give gives,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually asked uh, Ohio State's Benjamin Victor today after practice, who was the best player uh, so far that you've seen in practice? And it was Chris Williamson. Okay. Ooh, gave, he gave some uh, Big Ten players some loves. But uh, I, I like Chris Williamson on film. I thought he had inside-outside versatility. He was a guy that, again, he goes into the bucket of maybe not elite trait, but I feel like he's going to stick in the NFL as a back end of the roster corner you know, at the next level. Okay.
1: Did you feel the same way? seeing craven
2: i did craven was definitely in that bucket i don't um, think i was here for craven No, well, i must have been with, with alex then okay, well sorry so, i mean mm. we're not that
0: interchangeable you know you should <laughs> <laughs> the players stick
2: out not the uh not the uh the roommates uh you know that you know, you know that i'm asking you about this guy of course i knew it coming on i have no idea what to expect coming well, out of speaking your mouth of now. coming uh, yeah. let's talk about <laughs>
0: john penicini the utah defensive tackle
2: he is a guy that I I would put him in that same bucket of I watched him in the summer when I did that whole Utah defense uh, I've talked about him a lot this fall on the Journey of the Draft podcast I felt like he is a very easy transition player for me I think he comes in he's a, a fourth D tackle. No question, like this guy's gonna—he's a spark plug player. I think last week on our preview show, I think I may have compared him to Derek Landry. Yes, you did, um, Derek Landry. I yeah, right? That's I think he's a fan favorite. Right yeah, I think Derek they were talking Landry. about Eagles, Eagles comparisons. Um, yeah, I think when you look at John pennisini uh, he's very active, can stop the run, can get after the quarterback a little bit, but he's not—he's not elite. But and again, a lot—he's given a lot of people trouble this week um, through two practices. Uh, we're doing this on Tuesday night. He uh, he's been one of the more impressive players, I think, in turn, especially one on ones. But even uh, during drills and during team periods, he he consistently can, uh, shows up in all those periods. What's his length like? Uh, I'd have to look at the overall measurements from the uh, the weigh-ins, but uh, don't have that number for you. Okay. Uh, SMU safety Rodney Clemens didn't study him because he was a late addition. He okay. got added because of uh, an injury. Uh, oh, really? I did his teammate. Yes, yeah, so I did his teammate Patrick Nelson, who was also here. Uh, Patrick Nelson played safety which is a good one safety. am I getting them mixed Bo- up no, both guys are talented okay. both guys are talented um, I have, but again I have not done Clemens yet but I've heard some good things uh, you know, about him but I think when you look at Nelson he was a really physical guy used very close to the line of scrimmage similar to me like a, a Nate Gary level of, of prospect oh I mentioned that to Tony do you think he could move to linebacker I think Nelson is a, definitely a candidate to move to linebacker yes okay. uh, we're talking about Nelson
0: uh, This Memphis defensive end Bryce Huff Looks yes. to me, like a uh, a very poor man's Brandon Graham, like he's built that way. Right.
2: So he played the Janard Avery role at Memphis oh, in okay. that defense as kind of a, a hybrid like DN linebacker. Um, but he's built differently and So because I, I agree with you. I saw when I saw him in person, I said, yeah, he's a DN. No, okay. like, no, no question. This guy's coming off the edge. Uh, he's done some. He's done some good things this week. I, he had a, a couple. Of, is they
0: won't have a 2021 fourth round pick available to take
2: him. Uh, look, Avery to me is a uh, a really interesting player for this team for the Eagles moving forward. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, I haven't heard have – is that the first time we've used that No, one? we used it. Uh, I don't remember that, that one. I do think we've yeah. used. Okay. I, but I, when I look at uh, at Huff, he's done some good things. I think when you look at uh, his ability to win high side, he still needs to come along in terms of his hand use and overall rush plan. But uh, he's done some good things this week. I might be forgetting a couple other guys, but
0: uh, the running back, who I like, he's, got, he's small, but I think he's got some juice. He's, he looks like he's got the most like third-down uh, juice – out of the backfield. Adrian Killens from you like Killens. Florida. You
2: Yes, you like Killens. I, I don't know if he's got the most juice because uh, I think Levante Bellamy okay. has the chance to break four, definitely four, four. There have been mm. reported times that he might break four, three. Um, I'm gonna call.
0: Him, I don't. I don't. I, without any knowledge, I'm calling BS. Yeah.
2: Well, we'll see. But uh, Bullfinch. K- I'm calling Bullfinch. Killens is track guy. Um. You know, he was listed five eight, one sixty four. Got good hands too. Yeah. And he was a, a good kick returner throughout his career. Uh. In. Uh, he was Scott Frost's first commit. Uh. When he got to UCF. Okay. Uh. So definitely cited him for his speed. You know, he was a hundred meter, two hundred meter guy. Had really good uh, track numbers in high school. And I think when you look at him. Uh, his athleticism, his speed, and his receiving ability really stood out to me on film. I think when you're looking at him as a guy that he's got those elite traits, that you yeah. say, "Okay, this is this." He's got some ability I mean, to come we're make that transition. Sixth, seventh round, probably, no question. But, yeah. That's the kind of you're talking about. That kind of a of a player. Interesting moment toward the end
1: of practice, the East team practice, which Killens is on. They did a sideline to sideline sprint. All the offensive players. Okay, Killens won. Oh, there you go. There's your storyteller coming. Oh, there you on. go. I like that.
0: Uh, And then the last thing is, you know, everybody Eagles fans all want to know about receivers. To me, the receivers here, it's like probably not worth the time of day, because if you're talking about like a senior from a big school and there's a lot of these like, you know, big guys from Indiana and Washington State, all these guys, if they're here, I think they're probably not worth it. And I also haven't seen like any speed or separation from these guys, except for John Hightower, the Boise State Mm -hmm. guy, who has separated a lot but has also dropped a bunch of passes. What can you tell me about? I
2: think there are two two guys to me that have uh, that next-level speed. I think it's Hightower and then Jonathan Johnson from Missouri. I think both guys, um, they stand out with their speed. Let's make sure that we don't call him J.J.
1: Wait, I was told it is J.J. Is it? Yes.
2: Well, there's also Jawan Johnson. No, I was – so, told, Jonathan Johnson of Missouri, JJ. JJ. Okay, right. yes. Right. Well, people are going to cross him off their board. But. <laughs> he's literally like the polar opposite kind of player in that <laughs> JJ is a, a big contested catch right. guy, whereas Jonathan Johnson is small. He's, I would say, he's sub 5'10, uh, longtime return specialist in the SEC. Okay. He's been making plays since his freshman year, has constantly been a, a, an impact player for that Mizzou offense. Um, so, you know, it was a big play guy for Drew Locke. Uh, and then this year the production fell off a little bit because that offense fell off a little bit. But, um, you know, a guy that, again, he's got an elite kind of trait. See, mac I know you were watching those receivers the first day, and he uh, stood out to you and made some big plays on the Monday. The one thing
1: that stood out was they ran him on a reverse, yep. and you mm. saw that ability to just get that ball up the sideline.
2: Hightower had a reverse. Uh, yeah,
1: was that today or yesterday? of one yesterday. One th- th- yeah, he yeah.
2: had one too, yeah. That's,
1: that's what I was referring to. I was re- Hightower. Hightower on yep. that one, and with, with J.J., it, it just like – like a jitterbug, you know. Yeah, he's that kind of a player. Out, in and out, of breaks quickly. Um, could be a mismatched nightmare. You know, a guy you can envision being in a slot. So the size is one thing that you know be a bit of a question mark. So, like you mentioned, he's the opposite of JJ Garthega Whiteside in that regard. But still, you know, elusive, quick, short area quickness. It'd be, it'd be an intriguing, intriguing trait to that. Start, he's, like very he's very yeah. small.
2: He's very small. He's five eight, around one hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah. Okay.
0: Generally speaking for like the birds of friends listeners who have done absolutely no draft prep. And like, this is the, we're overwhelming them with guys that, that they, they probably don't even need to remember big picture entering this draft. What are the, what are the uh, position strengths? I think we've heard, like everybody has heard it's way deep in wide receivers, like right. an, a potentially historic wide receiver class. Yeah. What
2: else? So obviously, I want to take a look, and I haven't done really work on a lot of the juniors that have come out yet, and so it's a little bit empty for me to jump into it without having done that work because I've been so focused on these guys for this week and next week. Two sixty five, (laughs) yes, exactly. So um, it's a little bit tough for me to say, but I will say overall, the positions where I'm like, okay, like there's a lot of talent here. luckily for the eagles i think when you look at quarterback it seems like there's going to be a bunch of guys that are going to go ahead mm-hmm. of them at 21 and we don't, whenever we talk about right. that whenever ever since they've gotten Carson Wentz you want as many of those good quarterbacks sure. to go, so that they can now bump some guys down. So you look probably at four, right? Yeah, when you look at Joe Burrow, uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Love, I think is a guy that's going to be in that discussion from Utah State, Tua Tagovailoa, obviously from Alabama, and Justin Herbert from Oregon. Uh, those four guys, I we think, watched have that game together
0: last night. That was fun. Yeah, that we watched the, the, the,
2: the title game. That was uh, that was very good. Um, when
0: I left, there were some guy there were guys yelling at you. Is that correct?
2: Not yelling at CMAC, oh, just okay. yelling at the TV in general. It yeah. was late in the game, and Clemson, you know, LSU was pulling away, and uh, you know there were some uh, <laughs> some fans not – Rip it and that's what like some fans are just you can't please them like, Brand's gonna, Brand's gonna go ripping trevor lawrence calling him a loser <laughs> like the guy had not lost a game in five years like never like undefeated yeah, in five literally years. loser is literally. Like the craziest thing to call him yeah <laughs> it was and you know it, there was lots of things flying there was a lot of things uh okay. involved there but it was that was fun but um Anyway, uh, quarterback, I think, is running back is very strong again. It's a really good skill player draft. I think that's when you look over the last few years, um, you know, and people that, you know, play like dynasty fantasy football and stuff like that. The skill talent hasn't been like super sexy over the last five, six years overall. This year, Quarterback, running back, wide receiver are loaded. I very you, sexy. Yeah, it's very. It's a very sexy draft. <laughs> okay. Um, so when you look at the underclassmen receivers, a lot no, of talent. Too sexy. Undercla- no, no. <laughs> you look at the. I'm not even going to acknowledge. So I'm going to pull a shield. Um, <laughs> you look at the running backs. It's very very talented. Uh Tight end. Some people will say it's really weak. I actually think it's a it's a solid tight end gr- tight end group overall. I think there's a, a wide variety of skill set there. Um, there's a couple guys here that I think have upside and have the ability to come in and fill roles. Uh, some people are very high on the offensive tackle class. Um, it's certainly top heavy. We'll see w- what happens with Iowa's Tristan Wirfs if he decides to enter. But um, you know Andrew Thomas from Georgia is going to be picked ahead of the Eagles. Um, there's a couple other guys that are in the mix there in round one with Lucas Niang from TCU and you know Trey Adams potentially from Washington. Is you know some people really like Prince Tego Anogo from Auburn. We'll see next week. Some people really like the Houston kids. Some people really like. So um, there are some uh, some Jeff uh, Lue Edge rushers, I think. When you look at uh, certainly some guys, uh, you know Chase Young uh, from Ohio State. Obviously, we all know. But there's some there's some really talented uh, defensive linemen in this class. Again, it's it's not the group. what Was it was it two years ago or was it last year? The, group, uh, the last class year. is all the, the tackle was strong. Tackle yeah. is, is tackle really really strong again. Tackle is strong again. D-tackles I am of again. the
0: opinion, and you you may not be able to speak to this. I am of the opinion that defensive tackle is the second likeliest. First round pick position for
2: the Eagles. I'm That's sure you guys point. will be doing a turnkeys for the kingdom on the on the, this topic. And yeah, the we'll duck duck juice draft. Well, duck all duck all of that, juice, yeah, of course. You're undefeated in the duck duck juice. I certainly am. Yeah. I just think, and I, do you have that like on your mantle at home, or like on the fridge, next or to the uh, King of the
0: Beats uh, right, the championship of trophy? Of course. How could we forget? I'm of the opinion that I think the Eagles will um, attempt to solve their cornerback position in free agency, and. I don't think they trust themselves to take a safety in the first round. That's that's just what I think.
2: Yeah, I, I think when you look at the, the so there are good defensive tackle
0: potential guys.
2: At yeah, football. good. I think it's a good D tackle draft again. Uh, linebacker, there's some there's some names there. Um, corner, it's a good corner class. Uh, senior class is really good. Next week, uh, we'll have the treat of seeing a, a bunch of good corners as long as. Uh, there's no right. late uh, good okay. guys that pull out from injury, um, but really good corner class. The underclassmen that declare uh, certainly help provide that depth. So it's a really good corner class, really good receiver class, really good running back class, okay. and D tackles good at the top.
3: Okay,
2: it's a pretty good rundown. It's a good. It's a. It's a good group. This is a good draft. This will be a fun one. This isn't is like uh, this. It's like the uh, what was the cl- the Lane Johnson year where it was like three oh, tackles yeah, in the that. top it, three. Three tackles yeah. in the top four picks. This is the opposite. This is a this is a, this is a sexy draft.
0: Okay,
1: that's fun. Uh,
2: C-Mac, what's your what's your favorite uh, Beowulf
1: memory? Ooh, <laughs> favorite Wolf memory. Let's see. This is I, w- I
0: would know that my favorite Chris McPherson memory is uh, when you like when you when you are really you can't stop giggling at something. <laughs> uh, and you're completely
2: without question. That is, it's really good. Uh,
0: <laughs> and there's one in particular that I we I probably can't say. It's a certain um, tweet that was sent out by a uh, <laughs> I don't know what you talking about a brand. I'll, we'll we'll keep it at that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: he's gone. That's, that's not even the one that came to mind. That's actually it was a. Uh, that's probably my favorite oh, Christmas first memory. I would say that oh, I came man. across uh, the Wollstone. It Was just absolute classic. Oh, I mean, you don't have to be. You don't have to be serious. It's, well, no.
0: I mean, not, not, your chance to throw me under the bus.
1: Uh, no, nothing to throw you under the bus for. It's the creativity that you brought and the levity. It's you are very much missing the building. Well, well, You're very nice much missing say. the building. Not to get all, you know. Uh, I remember when we did our guy, first podcast.
2: Be, we did our first journey of the draft.
1: That yeah, was when the Eagles fired Darren
2: uh, Sproul's. 2014. Interesting. Yeah. It was the the very first Journey of the Draft podcast.
0: That's interesting. I don't remember that. I, because I, I was under the impression that I was, uh, this is behind the curtains, I was under the impression I was uh, interviewing at a different job opportunity on the day we traded for Darren Sproles. So it
2: might, maybe it was. I did not get. Yeah. yeah, Well, obviously you did not. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it was the day we announced it. Okay. As opposed to the day we was reported. Yeah, that could be right. I think yeah,
0: it was reported. On, I think on a Friday, maybe. Okay. Yeah. It, guess. Was, we, it was
2: announced, and we were. Boy, did I have a terrible you. interview! I totally bombed it. Like, <laughs> you didn't get it, so I was. I look back at. I, I, I think
0: about it to this day at how badly I answered some of the questions. <laughs> really bad. Why so, should we hire
1: you? And did you just like go off the rails? Did you go off on a I tangent? Think I was, yeah,
0: I think I was like I was
2: much. I was too negative. I think. Hmm. Huh. So, really a bad thing to be in an interview but, like. I was, I was thinking like in the interview you had them try and guess like all the mics that have ever been NFL head coaches <laughs> yes. and like had like list prepared for them to try and fill in the blanks.
0: Yeah, well, I wish. Uh, you know what else I remember about here? I th- have we told this? St- I don't know if we've told the story on Birds with Friends, but can you tell the Jimmy Kimmel story? I'm so terrified. Oh yeah, we can tell the
2: Jimmy Kimmel yeah. story. Sure, yeah. sure. Can why you why tell not? the Jimmy? Tell the Jimmy. Okay. Story. So uh, this is the this is January of 2013. And, you know, when we're on the road, especially <laughs> back then for those kind of scenarios, OK, it's yeah, limited we resources. Bases, yeah. we're, we're li- it's limited resources. We don't have like, you know, plugged in Internet and everything. We can't just like stop and do something quickly, which is, right. you know, in this business, you need to be able to do. So the Eagles were in the middle of a coaching search and Hail to the Eagles. Baby. Yeah, so we're in the, in, the, in the middle of the coaching search. And at this point, all the reports were it's either going to be Chip Kelly or Gus Bradley. So we're at practice. The sun's going down. We don't have a studio. We don't have the ability to. Oh, like okay, we'll just wait for the news to come out and then we'll report. So we sat at the practice field and we said, okay, we're going to record (laughs) a couple of takes of Bo doing a stand-up saying the Eagles have hired Chip Kelly and the Eagles have hired Gus Bradley. So the Eagles had, uh, or the you know, the practice ends. We're doing the reports off to the side jimmy kemsky uh you know the d5 yeah. walked in well you're, it's i can't you say, say i can't D-fop, say but for yeah. you you guys have referred to him as d5 so I, i'll take the the liberty there When he walks by and i can't think, i can't imagine that jimmy's gonna be happy that we are telling the story uh <laughs> i think he's happy, right? <laughs> but he uh he then tweets out I, I believe was it late apparently late to this yeah, yeah. right it, it was something like that like yeah i just so you know, like I guess yeah, I'm already late to this. I'm but, already late to this, yeah. but the Eagles have hired Gus Bradley as head coach <laughs> after years. post stand up that we brought, well, we never used <laughs> that right. we never used, and so afterwards <laughs> I guess he gets all the response and he goes over to us and be yeah. like the Eagles are not hired. <laughs> 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 I feel bad about that. But. Oh, that that that's a, a classic. That's a great Shrine uh, shrine game story. Yeah, that's a good shrine Was game, that yeah. back when he was blogging the beasts?
1: I think no, it was after that. It was after that.
0: It was after that. Yeah, I think it was maybe Philly.com.
2: I believe so, yeah. yes. Got it. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. That's a good
0: one. I don't I don't have any of that. I think that's that's my number one Shrine Game memory, maybe.
2: There are others that we can't get into, but okay. yeah, they're, they're, that's a good one. That's a top three one for sure.
1: Okay. All right. You guys got anything else? One, one story that, speaking of having to work ahead on things, hoping that we'll get Harold Carmichael. Into the Hall of Fame. Uh, he deserves it. The Centennial Class is being announced. Can I give you get on your soapbox, on, on Harold? I know it's a pet. A pet I mean, uh, project Harold, of yours. How Carmichael was simply one of the most dominant receivers of all time, and the problem is, I mean, you just everything.
0: I mean, I think we agree that like everybody should be compared to their eras, Yes. right. And
1: he was far and away when he. Yeah, it's crazy. When you he look retired, at his yeah. He had, like, the most prolific stats right. across the board of all time. And there's guys like Drew Pearson who people are like, he should be in the Hall of Fame. How will Carmichael's mm-hmm. numbers trumped significantly? Right. And the fact Let's not that
0: say he, Trump on this podcast.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> but the fact that you could have someone – you talk about unique abilities and talents. I mean, Speaking tallest, of Drew Brees,
0: I mean off the list forever.
1: You have someone who is the tallest receiver to ever play the game too. <laughs> You yeah, can, add, that's not bad. Yeah. That's, you're just adding that. And he was just he, he was
0: unfortunate that like the end of his career then coincided with uh, passing becoming much more prolific in the league. That's like, his numbers were
1: looked deflated. Certainly. And, that's a big part. And the Eagles were terrible yeah. for most of his years. He did get to the Super Bowl in the 1980 season, but that's getting on the trial. But he was also the man of the year that year as well okay i like that so he has that in his bucket as well and so. i think
0: we've we've made the we've made the case over the years that considering that like he used to for so many years was like catching pack passes at practice there's a good chance that like <laughs> guinness <laughs> book of world records he has caught more footballs than anyone in the history of the world yes potentially uh All that's right. probably fair just probably like yeah, probably or jerry rice probably like yeah
1: just outstanding ambassador for the organization. No question. Phenomenal person. Is still, still around Wonderful the Wonderful father to rock. Yes. <laughs> 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 um, but I, I'm just happy that the NFL has given guys like Harold a chance to get in with the Centennial class. And, you know, there's a lot of preparation that's going on behind the scenes. Uh it's being announced, you know, I don't know when this pocket's going out, okay. but it's gonna be announced Wednesday morning, so hopefully. I, know, be
0: I hope gets, I really hope it gets in.
1: yeah, so it's, I gotta say though.
2: <laughs> can you tell the story? <laughs> can you tell the story of when he tried to talk to her and do the Wolfstead with him about being rock's father. <laughs> I did it a couple times He <laughs> you, you tried to get in the in the cafeteria once and he did not want to do it. It was the only time I've ever ever seen Harold not like in the happiest mood yeah. to be able to see or talk to anybody. Yeah.
0: I feel he was right because the first time he was the first time he was totally game, he was like he thought it was funny, but then when I kept going to the well. He thought that like he was under the impression when I kept going to the well that I was like making a joke of him. Right. Yeah. And he was upset. He's like, stop making me a fool. Did you like <laughs> follow him, him? Like you a you fool. Like, you like followed him.
2: He me was right. This. I was being. It was, uh, but, oh. My so God. I felt terrible. I was. And we smoothed uh, it over. I think, of course. I think we're on good terms he's now. He's the best. Harold is the best. He's the best. Oh, he's, he's the best. He was mad. That's <laughs> a good Bo Wolf story. <laughs> I was.
0: I was like really sad oh. that I made him upset. <laughs> The first time was very funny. He was all about it. Right. Um, but then they, what happened was they brought him back. They had released Rock, and then they brought him back. And so right. that's why I had to go back to the Heraldville. Well. <laughs> Listen, sometimes the art is more important than the personal relationships.
2: That's pretty
0: good. Uh, I was going to say, the thing. The Hall of Fame stuff getting announced tomorrow. I just want to say, for the record, you guys probably can't comment on this. The Hall of Fame guy... Creeps me
1: out a little bit. <laughs> you talking know about uh, David Baker, yeah. the, the president? That guy
0: is not for me. <laughs> just, I gotta say, <laughs> like he's gonna, he's gonna, like creepily bust through our door here and
2: <laughs> tell, tell one of us we're going off fame. Like, how did you get in here, dude? You're enormous. Okay. <laughs> if anyone's worthy, it would be C Mac of the yeah, three of us. That's true. That'd be good news. All right. Well, I think that was good.
0: Thank you guys for
2: uh, uh, was indulging
1: good. me. Fun, fun trip down memory lane. That was good.
0: All right. Well, uh, we've got more to come on the Shrine Be owl Spectacular. Stay tuned. Conference Championship Week is here. Four teams, two games, so little time left in the season. Don't miss out. Get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. With so much going on this week, DraftKings has great promotions running every day from odds boosts to free bets. They have it all. This week only bet on any star player to score the first touchdown of the game with 10 to 1 odds. It doesn't get any better than that. That's actually a pretty good deal. 10 to 1 odds on anybody? I feel like I would go with, uh, I guess, Travis Kelsey. That sounds like a good bet, right? Uh, plus, DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe and secure betting app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. And to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering the best sign-up offer to date. Right now, you don't want to miss this. Download the top-rated sportsbook app, DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use code TOSS, that's T-O-S-S, when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget that's code TOSS, T-O-S-S, and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only. In partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino, bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first best first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. We are here in the, uh, the bowels of Tropicana Field in the dark and for a very romantic setting as we welcome, for the first time to Birds with Friends, Young Benjamin Solak and uh, the Mr. fledgling, right, Mister Mister Solak. I think we have to start. I believe you
3: have you have to apologize to Shield for something, right? I don't remember what it was. No, no, about, no, no, no. It was but sacks per snap. Josh Sweat versus Derek Barnett, which Josh Sweat won, and I have very quietly not brought it up to Shield out of grace as a as a kind and, and uh, genteel winner. But Sweat had more sacks per snap this year than Derek Barnett did. But there was something else where you you definitely were rude to him. I've, probably, I've, I've certainly been rude to Sheil on multiple occasions. Being with you brings out the worst in me. And then usually Sheil is there idly by as a third party gets caught by a glancing blow. Well, I don't think he's going to be happy about that. No. So, well, I pre- do you I want to think, apologize before we proceed or should I end the interview now? For all things, I apologize, Sheil. I admire Sheil greatly. Sheil carried this podcast for quite some time. Carried the uh, the athletic Philadelphia for quite some time, and we appreciate his noble work. That's not a very nice thing to say about <laughs> Zach Berman. Oh, right. And now Zach has taken up the mantle.
0: Okay. Uh, so Ben Solak <laughs> from the Draft Network, and uh, nothing else, I believe,
3: as far as no, nothing know. else. Also, but bleeding green, not the no, Eagles. Just, no, 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 just, 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 uh, just the Draft just Network. The Draft Network. Okay.
0: Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Shrine Game, but before we get to that, you are you're
3: getting married soon. I am getting I'm getting married in twelve days, wow. which you, you th- what is the
0: state where this is legal?
3: Uh, get Michigan, so where, okay. yes, 22-year-olds can get married in Michigan. What a shock. Um, but it's weird. You think that. 12 days out, you think you're going to be nervous and and you're going to think it's right there. But then you've got the entire Shrine Week and Senior Bowl Week and it feels like it's ages away.
0: Yeah, you're really setting a good precedent for for your wife to be on how involved you're going to be. I think
3: she's thrilled that I'm not there to just generally cause problems and be unhelpful. I'm far away and she can probably be more efficient without my hindrance. Okay, so speaking of the wedding, let's talk about uh, Barry
0: College wide receiver Mason Kinsey. Yeah. Uh, Let's say on a scale of zero being uh, you don't like him. Okay Six being you love the guy Okay Where would you say you are On the Kinsey scale
3: (laughs) (laughs) Two Three um okay. I, right so I want as long as you're open with your wife about that I <laughs> right think that's good. I, well, I just I'm not sure how to calibrate myself to the Kinsey scale um it's with, with 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 a player like the the receiver out of Barry it's tricky because you can tell that he's got separation ability you can tell that he's got quickness you can tell that he's got hands and then he tries to run a route downfield and he struggles to separate this is a, a one gear player right when, when you have that short of a stride length it helps you with short area quickness but it, it detracts from your long speed right you can't really open up the tank and hit the second gear and so yeah he had, he had a rep uh where he was he had separated successfully on a double move ball gets hung out there you got to beat the single high safety to the ball and you got to be able to, to run through the catch and he just couldn't catch up to the football right so that, that's a one speed player which is concerning those can be helpful Braxton Berrios is is on the Patriots roster right now Maybe
0: well, he's a
3: white guy. I mean, yeah, right. So it, you can only compliment the white guys. Um, but so this is a this is a a, a one speed player, uh, and that's okay. Like I said, it, it's all right to be that. You can still find a role in that, but he's limited, and that's part of the reason why you only see like you know obviously for a small school guy making it to the Shrine Game is a big deal. But when you're limited like that, you know there's a ceiling on your projection.
0: The other uh, important player this week, John Penasini. Tell
3: me what you think about well, him. Uh, John Penasini is how it's 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 pronounced. Whether because that's actually how it's pronounced because he was just bullied so much that eventually. <laughs> They had to make the change, yeah. So Panasini plays on a defensive line in Utah that has Lucky Fotu, who's gonna be a senior bowler, and has Bradley Anai, who's gonna be a senior bowler. And Panasini was just, you know, a little bit like uh, you know, the grease that made the gears turn, right? Like those are those are your pass rushers. fotu has got a huge frame, anai has got great pass rush moves, and then Panasini just there quietly eating up a double. He's just there, you know, quietly like, you know, maintaining the interior, you know, quarterback spies, the contain guy, whatever it is first day of practice they're trying to get this guy in a staggered stance he doesn't really know what he's doing right i mean they're for all frog stance at utah it's all two gaps two techniques he comes out the second day clearly he's a bit more comfortable with what's being asked of him he understands how the drills are going to go a little bit and kind of where he's going to win and then you start to see the natural power come out he's a squattier dude i think he's right around six foot nice broad shoulders and then he's got that that devastating club right so he's got big upper body mm-hmm. power and he throws it he does have <laughs> club, no no that say. was that was on me i apologize to the <laughs> listeners i should have seen that one coming um so he's been much more effective on day two than he was on day one we get another uh hard day of practices for day three on wednesday <laughs> come <laughs> on bo we get another uh difficult high energy day of practices on day three hopefully he rises to the occasion yeah, the
0: whether he can penetrate right
3: Yes, exactly. He's I mean, I tried to dance around it with the whole two gap one gap thing, but yeah, he's in a more penetrating role and he's <laughs> doing it more successfully this time around. I
0: have a question for you. You the speed with which you talk. Yeah. Are you I mean, are, is this uh, caffeine? Is it cocaine? <laughs> is it Red Bull? What's the what's behind it?
3: I mean, right now it's sweet tea. Um, I don't know. I, I, before every single podcast I do, every, every radio hit everything. I think to myself, all right, speak clearly, enunciate, go slowly. And then two minutes in, I get, <laughs> I get excited about talking about something and I just, I just fall off the rails. I, I grew up in a family where if you didn't talk quick, you didn't get a sentence in. Right. And so I guess it was a, it was natural selection, right? It was, it was evolution in order to, to, to okay. get to say my right. piece. I had to learn how to fit it into the tight gaps.
0: Just like a certain Utah defensive tackle,
3: to uh, Pull it together here. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, all right. Because you are someone who, I would say, purports to know everything about everything. Uh do I? Yeah, I think I think you come across that's pretty. Uh, my bad. Pretty definitive. Okay. Uh, I want you to. So the way that I view the Shrine Game, right? All right. Is I mean, obviously we are talking about primarily late round to undrafted guys, right? If someone's going to succeed, it seems like they have fallen through the cracks in some way, right? So. It makes sense to me that, uh, like you know, like a guy like Kinsey would be here because mm-hmm. he's from a small school. Like, so the guys from big schools who are here, big schools at like premium positions, I'm skeptical. Yes, uh, like you know, there's all these big receivers, and to me, like if they're here, that means they're probably not very good. Right. I mean, again, like I don't, I'm, I haven't been scouting these guys, so this is uh, pure prejudice. But so I have a list of guys here who have who have stood out to me this week. But I'm skeptical of, of them because why are they here in the first place? So I want right. to, I want you to tell me why they're here and not going to the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Let's start with uh, Calvin Throckmorton, the Oregon offensive line, Because yeah, he's not
3: good. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and Throck had some... Love for versatility, right? Like long term starter, you played guard. Right, long term starter, played a bunch of kicked positions. in the center, played much tackle, right? But the thing is, when you're the guy who moves around positions, it's because you're equally good at all positions. And the thing about being equally good at all positions is it means you're equally bad at all positions. That's the secret of being like, you know, oh, he plays everywhere. Yeah, it's because he's not very good anywhere, you know. And so we move him around. He's what we call is a plotter, right? I mean, when he steps, you feel the world shake a little bit, right? He's not light on his toes. He can't change direction quickly. It's a straight line dude. And 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 yeah, the the Length and the size allows him to survive at multiple positions, but he doesn't really thrive anywhere. Okay. Uh, Minnesota cornerback Chris Williamson. He's a transfer, right? He he wasn't able to get much playing time at Florida, and then he comes here, uh, and he's been successful here thus far. But when you don't break the SEC defensive back rotation, and then all of a sudden you survive against the 4 6 receivers in the Big Ten, it's not really that you got better. Those are some short receivers 4 6? 4 6 40. Oh, okay. Yeah, 4 6 40 receivers in the Big Ten. Uh, it didn't necessarily mean you, you got much better though. You know, it's always a change of scenery can really help unlock a guy, you know, change your confidence, change your approach. Um, it's more than likely it's just your, your competition got a little bit worse. So he's had a solid week. I'm not too familiar with his film to be honest, but okay. whenever you see a, 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 a transfer guy make it, it's typically just, you know, he in a new settings had a different competition. He was more successful against.
0: I should go back and just say these guys heights and weights for our listeners. Williamson, six foot one ninety eight, mm-hmm. and Throckmorton. I can't find it. Like six five three zero oh, three. Okay. Uh, we talked about uh, Penesini, but why is he here? You, you know, you mentioned that he's got two teammates who are going to be the Senior Bowl, right? So he's. The, he's, he's I mean, it's yeah. not. It's not a great body.
3: Right. Yeah. So it, it, right, he's broad and squatty, and so we've got. Uh, and he doesn't have great length, and so we worry about him keeping his chest plate clean. But then it's role and how it translates, right? Like it, the guy who's going to do that at the NFL level has to look like. You know, Dalvin Tomlinson, right? He's got to look like, like, like Deron Payne, right? These Alabama kids who just like off the bus or freak as always. That's not Penasini. So it's for the role that he played at Utah, he doesn't have the right body type. And so in the NFL, if he has to change roles, now it takes time and it takes development. And, you are not positive that he's going to be able to do it consistently. So like good player, what he was asked to do, but he doesn't project nicely to that at the NFL. So now you got to change your paradigm on him. Okay. Uh the two twins
0: from Nebraska, the defensive uh tackles, Khalil Davis and Carlos Davis. They're both like
3: 6'1, right. 310. So Carlos Davis is here because Khalil Davis is here. Okay. And if you were to invite Khalil, you should probably invite Carlos. Okay. Khalil Davis is the best player here. You and, think so? Yeah. He's had two really good days of practices. And this was a, a fifteen tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks in his senior season in Nebraska. Right. So why yeah. is he here? So he's here. because uh, and it's similar to Pennesini. If you have a non prototypical body type for your role, we're nervous, right? So, if you Davis is a penetrating three tech who is so squatty and he is so dense and thick, and so the length to like separate out and, and be able to stack and block deconstruct, it's very concerning because he doesn't have that body type. I think he's longer than you expect for a guy who's like 5'11, right? But unfortunately. It, it, it it's the fear of what he's going to look like against NFL athletes. Now, what you do have with Davis is really, really smart hand usage for his size, right? And so on the first day, he was asked by scouts, like, who do you model your game after? And he's, he's a funny dude. He's a bright dude. and So he says, Aaron Donald. I ain't never going to be Aaron Donald. <laughs> like, and he makes the joke, but he says... You know, Donald plays in tight quarters and he plays underneath guys. He's in really good natural leverage and he knows how to use his hands when he's low. And that's exactly how Davis wins. So, Davis, is he stacking and shedding? No, but he's really good at working that inside hand, that drag hand underneath the armpit, and then being able to retrace back into the quarterback, being able to swim back inside and present to the running back. So, he knows how to work tight quarters because he's a shorter, stubbier guy. So, uh, I, I go back to like Puna Ford. He was a UDFA for the Seahawks. He was a Shriner who got called up to the Senior Bowl, was impressive at Shrine, was impressive at Senior Bowl, goes UDFA to the Seahawks. Now he's a big part of their rotation. Similar body type, similar concerns. This was a nose tackle who was 5'11", but he won in the it's ways. My that, favorite. It's my yeah. favorite body type. So he <laughs> he won no, in the see, ways. I love a short squatty. Yeah, you told me, right? Especially from a small school. Hopefully you asked me about uh, Bravon Roy, because I uh, think gets shorter and squattier yeah. than Bravon Roy. But I like Davis. He's my favorite player.
0: Okay.
3: Is, I always get confused. Is it Aaron Donald or Donald Aaron? Aaron Donald, but I also right. agree. People okay. should have a first name and a last name.
0: Okay. Uh, Miami linebacker Shaq Quarterman, Shaquille Quarterman.
3: Yeah, Shaq Quarterman, a high caliber recruit to a, a program that puts out a lot of linebackers. Yeah. And for two years, we talked about how good he was because nobody was actually watching him. So I was like, oh yeah, Shaq Quarterman's the man, right? And then the turnover chain, he had like two picks or he had more than that, I think. But oh, so Shaq Quarterman's producing Miami's back. And then all of a sudden, the team isn't as good and you excise the film and you you evaluate it outside of the context of just the team and their excitement and man is and he isn't, whatever. And he's just he's he's an average player, you know what I okay. mean? Like he's he he understands his role, he understands his limitations, he's a decent athlete, but he's not a great athlete, he doesn't have a huge tackle radius. So he like you know stands for the Miami program. He's Mr. Uh, Miami you know, the Hurricanes and he a bunch was, of starts, right? Yeah, captain of the defense, exactly. So you, you admire that, you love that, you want that, like like the Eagles have like TJ Edwards UDFA, right? Like mm-hmm. he was Mr. Wisconsin, Wisconsin linebacker, whatever. So sure, keep him in the building, UDFA, but he's a low ceiling player. Same for the other
0: Miami linebacker.
3: Oh, Pinkney's Pinckney? just He's even lower level. is right? just not good. Yeah, Pink Pink Pinkney, who has started next to Quarterman for multiple years, is like Carlos Davis and Khalil Davis. You invite Pinkney because you invite <laughs> a Quarterman.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, we have talked about this guy, but uh, Arkansas
3: defensive tackle McTelvin, yeah, game, a game, McTelvin a game. Which McTelvin a game, man? You should, you should be a good player for your McTelvin a game. I want to, you want to hear that on the broadcast. A game is a is a classic example of five star recruit underperforms the entire nfl coaching staffs are going to be like oh but we can make him into something arkansas couldn't and honestly arkansas coaching staffs not a surprise he's had three different head coaches or whatever but yeah firing shots that's that's arkansas that's an sec program and name and name alone you so a game as a five-star recruit he he he, uh plays defensive tackle plays defensive end they balance him around he can't find a fit so he underwhelms for four years and then he comes here and he's just athletically in a different class than these cats right like he's just Yeah, that doesn't impress me right and and that's the thing is it's you ha- it shouldn't because he should be doing that and he should have been doing that against SEC comp and he wasn't so he's gonna get drafted because a co a defensive line coach is gonna stand on a hill for him and like you know it's like the whole Belichick thing oh Belichick likes to draft bad five stars and it always works no it doesn't it works like one out of ten times you know what I mean like it's it sometimes Howie likes to do that too who's that Howie. Yeah, Less so to, maybe you no know what I mean. Bryce Brown, that's the one yeah. that he has it on, <laughs> right? So SEC defensive tackle with a ton of athleticism. I'm sure, somebody's going to pick him up and try to make something out of it, but he should be winning the way he's winning here. That should be expected of him.
0: Let's go to uh, your boy Bravion Roy from Baylor.
3: Yeah, Bravon Roy. Uh, Bravon? This, Bravon is that how it's pronounced. It's it's either Bravon or Bravion. I don't know. Okay. I've seen it spelled without the i. Um, this is a that well, just means to misspell. His I, name is there for all. Is it better than I am? This is this is a uh, this is a mini refrigerator, right? I mean, this this dude is a a tank, right? And and, and it's so you're watching. They were doing combo block drills on day two. You're, you're trying to work guard from the first level to the second level. so You got to be able to collision the defensive tackle, climb to a linebacker. You collision, bravey on roll. You're bouncing off. You know what I mean? He's not the one moving. He's a rhino out there. And then they're running the hoop drills, right? Doing, working working bend. You know how how are you able to rush with Till? And he's not stiff he's not immobile i wouldn't call him like bendy you know what i mean like it's tough to be bendy when you've got the the weight up top that he does but he's got enough He's overrated yeah. <laughs> Bendy's overrated. Oh, i'm not sure I, I like my uh if you're a roly-poly guy I'm, yeah I'm fine with that. right so a lot of things that they're trying to teach him to do right now is retrace his rushes because baylor on defense you know he's zero technique. they don't play it. baylor <laughs> it's a zero technique Bravian Roy, he's, he's penetrating, and his job is to just take offensive linemen with him so that a blitzing linebacker or a looping defensive end can come in behind him. So they're doing a lot of work with him on retracing his rushes because he's going to win with power, but you have to be able to figure out where the quarterback set point is, separate and work back to him. That's what they're working with Roy, but Roy has the physical tools to be more than just space gobbler, eat double teams, two-down guy. He has the tools to do more than that. It's a question of can you get that out of him, which is a difficult thing to do when he's like like such a top-heavy player.
0: Uh, you've been tweeting about, uh, or talking about at least, Benjamin
3: Victor, the Ohio State wide
0: receiver? Yep. I mean, what's he doing
3: here? Is is a well-coached, highly recruited, you know, coach's son sort of, oh, he works really hard and everything like that. And then he just, in a in an offense that only had so many mouths to feed, he just fell by the wayside. You know what I mean? Like, they had five-star after five-star after five-star coming into the building, and Victor just never seemed to lock down the Z-roll, lock down the deep threat, you know, lock down the underneath slot. So he's he's a guy who, like, across the board... He's never not overwhelming anywhere, and he's not deficient anywhere. But when you start talking about the caliber of wide receiver talent that makes in the league, you have to have a hang your hat on trait, and I don't think he does. You know what I mean? He's he's big. He doesn't use his size great. He's a little None fluid. These
0: big receivers here yeah. have done anything for me.
3: Oh, you didn't like Nick Westbrook today. No. Nick Westbrook today was being a bully. His smaller corners here just beating up on him. But yeah, so Victor, like, it's weird because Ohio State raves about him. And every like Urban Meyer's like oh the best wide receiver I've ever coached favorite guy I've ever coached well, that's dumb and then they give him three targets a game like well then what's some misaligning here a little bit you know so Victor's a tricky well, Urban one Urban Meyer's a proven liar so. right yeah honestly yeah that might be it either way he's a tricky one to figure out because it feels like we should like him more than we do but like I said I, he feels like he's just not overwhelming in any one area I don't know where I, I say I'm sure he can fill that role for me I don't know what that answer is okay uh, two more the Michigan corner Lavert Hill. LaVert Hill is what, 5'9?
0: Let's find out. He is, uh, well, he's listed as 5'11, 181. Yeah,
3: LeVert Hill ain't 5'11. Okay. He's shorter than that. 181.
0: And he's slow, right?
3: Yeah. So this is, and the thing is, like, he had some successful press man reps. He's got good press technique at the college level but then you put them up against like the ohio states that they face and like even some of the more talented receivers that you got are, was wisconsin Quentin to when they had chase claypool notre dame he can't handle nfl size so a like, good press te- technique only takes you so far when you're that size right and then is he a nickel i don't think he's quick enough so mm-hmm. now we've got a miscast player traits versus skills
0: Okay, last one is uh, a guy who's like whose body to me looks like he uh, belongs somewhere else, other than the other linebackers here. That's Michael Walker from. You like you like Michael Walker,
3: I yeah, don't it. you? Yeah, yeah. So Walker it's it's, it's interesting because he's uh, worn a lot of hats for Fresno on that defense in terms of what exactly they've asked him to do, and if you watch during practice, they rotate him down as the on-ball sam yeah. a fair bit in their over or excuse me, their under fronts, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and I like the fact that they're getting him there because one of his best traits at Fresno was versatility. But what I say about versatility with Throckmorton at the beginning, right? If you're good at everything, you're bad at everything. Um, Walker is a little bit bigger than you'd like for your run and chase will to be. He's a little bit smaller than you'd like for on ball Sam to be. He's a little bit thin-hipped, and so he doesn't hold up too well when he, when he's on the line trying to deal with with uh, offensive linemen coming to kick him out. When he's chasing running backs into space, he's a little bit slower than you want him to be. So now it's a question of, you can back up a lot of roles for me. Can you start somewhere, right? And that that's that's the concern with Walker. I agree with you. He's bigger than a lot of these linebackers that came out here and and i like that about him he moves pretty nicely too so he's been impressive this week relative to what i saw for the bulldogs but i think the big concern with him right now is if you're if you're being used and deployed this many different ways for a team that generally doesn't have a lot of nflers then your best trade is versatility and that's Mm. concerning to me okay last question is there anybody here who stands out to you as like this is an eagles type player Hmm. I mean, John Hightower, because he's really fast and drops everything. Uh, wide <laughs> well, receivers don't
0: have any fast guys. But.
3: <laughs> right, right. Wide receiver out of Boise. He's um, the
0: only receiver here who I see with a little bit of juice. Like, he's yeah, the only no. one. I mean, his hand, he's dropped a few passes, but
3: yeah, he can separate uh, more than any of them. Yeah, the, and the Mizzou kid, Johnson, can separate too a little bit. I have not seen a second of his film, but 12 on West is a little juicy. Um, Am I allowed to say juice because I'm on the podcast? Usually you don't let me say juice. You can say it. Oh, thank you. I mean, benediction from above. Um, Jonathan Johnson is that. Yeah. Name. Oh, I'll tell you, I think that Alex Highsmith, the, the UNC Charlotte edge is okay. a guy that you're going to like now. He's, here, been better rushing from a two point than a hand down. At Charlotte, he had good reps with a hand down from a three point stance, but this is a high side rusher, right? So this is an outside rusher. He's going to win with his first step explosive from a a tilted tech from that wide nine, and then he's going to build his rush from there. So like you saw today, he won outside, came back in the next one on one, speed to power. That's the through. Then the next rep, inside spin. That's the inside counter. And that was really, Good for him to show how he could build. He went off one step, three step, five step. Went with the first step explosiveness, three steps speed of power, five step inside spin. That's smart to show scouts and smart to show coaches that you understand how that sequence works. He's an Eagles guy who, like, if High if Highsmith's still around in round five, I don't expect him to be, but like, that's where like the Eagles could probably go. Like, you know, oh sure, like he's going to be one of the better players on our board.
0: Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Anything else you need to get off your chest? No, I'm happy to be you, on the pot. Do you share the pizza? What? If you uh, are out to uh, dinner with some friends and yeah. it's like a, a pizza place that's like a nicer pizza place with so sort of smaller yeah. pies, would you rather order your own or have everybody order a bunch and then? be able
3: to right. try one of each so whenever you ask me these questions in which you're typically like you know belligerent and crotchety i t- i i tend to always zig the other way like i would share right you want to everybody try a different flavor different slice i think it's more fun that way community friendship fellowship any of these bringing a bell for you
0: for me not for shield
3: not for shield yeah oh well yeah shield has got some curmudgeon tendencies as well yeah there's no doubt about that <laughs>
0: uh okay anything else you need to you want to say to uh birds with friends nation
3: oh i had i had a totally open row on the plane on the way here mm-hmm. all right and i wasn't sure can i lie down yeah yeah I mean, you can right should i <laughs> well, that's up to you. i was tired I, I was, was like,
0: like did, were people curious where your uh custodian was <laughs> <laughs>
3: an unaccompanied minor
0: yeah. oh man
3: no i mean did they
0: i give you like did they, did they <laughs> uh the stewardesses, the flight attendants come back and give you wings. Like. Right.
3: Well, that I was I was curious. I was like, I'm going to lay down here and the stewardess is going to come and look at me and be like, what are you doing? I'm going to be like, I have room. Like, I don't well, know. But it, it seems
0: to me that was not like, what is that, like a two hour flight?
3: Uh, yeah, it was like two, two and a half.
0: Yeah. I think that's not long enough for you to lie down.
3: Okay. So there's there's a there's limit like an here.
0: overnight flight. Yeah. Then I think it's more kosher.
3: Okay. Well, all, I mean, it was bright and early in the morning. So like, this was like one of them, like, we're going to turn the lights off flights. Mm-hmm. that changed things
0: a little bit but yeah. i don't know i mean you can also like you could fully stretch out
3: i could not I my knees talked i felt like a kid and my boots were on the seat and i felt bad that my boots were on the seat somebody's gonna have to clean that so then i got back up okay yeah
0: all right uh any other final shrine game thoughts shrine bowl no
3: nope. do you have anything you want to say to me any thank you for coming on appreciate your help not really, love talking not to you no never do tell
0: people where they can follow you i guess
3: but uh yeah no i'm 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 on twitter at benjamin Solak. So I like. that's that I so well, okay? uh, work at the Draft Network. We talk about the draft. Take a deep breath. Take- okay, because I'm doing my quick talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. The Draft Network. We're excited about all the stuff we got going on this year. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We got uh, premium coming out. We got the mock draft machine with trades. We got big portfolios, ton of content. So if you if you're becoming a fan of the draft, I think we're the we're the hip and happening spot.
0: Who's your Who's your guy this draft? Who's the guy
2: that you're higher on than
3: everybody else? Higher on than everybody else. Mm. Uh, This is a good one for Eagles fans. KJ Hamler is this uh, young receiver out of Penn State. So yeah, this... uh Young man's electric. He's uh, he he makes some plays where you got to go back and understand how he got his feet, where he got his feet, and how his knees bend the way they bent. And just there's a lot of really natural athleticism there. It's very Tyreek Hill-esque in terms of the on-field ability, in terms of the elusiveness and then the speed. The well, you always have to, you know what I mean? Like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, this running back out of LSU who just played in the national championship. He runs like Ray Rice. You got to say he runs like okay. Ray Rice. Yeah, you can't say he's like Ray Rice. Um, so yeah, KJ Hamler is a guy who. I remember watching the Iowa game and then the Michigan game and just thinking to myself, please, dear God, come out because, mm. you know, when you're a young kid like that, there's not a lot of steam on you. And then all of a sudden you go to the combine and everybody's like, yeah, this guy should have been in the first round a while ago. So I like Hamler Fitbit. Is bet. there an
0: A.J. Hernandez or an Aaron Hernandez type in this draft? Or, or maybe like a Ray Ruth? Yeah.
3: Probably, let's see. Bryson Hopkins is a little Aaron Hernandez. I have no idea who the other guy you said is.
0: You don't know who Ray Caruth is? Ray Caruth? Oh my gosh. You're so young.
3: Ray Ray Caruth, yes. not Ray Caruth. I've heard that name before.
0: Okay, you need to you need to uh, you need to do some googling.
3: It sounds like I shouldn't Google Ray Carruth, given his the company he keeps. All
0: right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs> yeah, it With feels a right. guest who's too young to know who Ray Caruth is? <laughs>
3: Right. You're always disappointed in me, Bo. <laughs> I think that's
0: probably right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Solak, thanks for, uh, for coming on for the first time. And uh, I can't guarantee that <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, yeah. to shield uh, if he gives you the go ahead. But uh, thanks for spending some time.
3: No, of course. Thanks, Bo. I appreciate it. Okay.
0: We talk about physical fitness a lot. But there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. He says, and this is in quotes, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. That's the end of the quote. And if you head to calm.com slash birds, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you can, access, you can have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain on leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash birds. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash birds. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com, C-O-M slash birds. B-I-R-D-S Live from the hotel room of the great Tony Pauline but Wolf here with no other No one other than uh, Tony Pauline Mr. Pauline, we've had a lot of memories here At the Grand Plaza Hotel in St. Pete Beach
4: It's nice to see you, how are you? I'm Well, I guess it's better off saying from the great hotel room of Tony Pauli rather than the great Tony Pauli. But yeah, no, it's... Do you think the hotel room is better than you? uh, With the weather we're having here and the fact that I can look out on the bay, yes. I mean, uh, all those years we would freeze our rear ends off outside Mm -hmm. at practice, you know, miserable weather. And it's been 80 plus degrees. Don't you wish we had practice Global warming is a wonderful thing. Uh, I guess, but it's supposed to snow by the time (laughs) we get back. So I guess we can scratch that... uh, well, I think that's it's, it's not, not really warmer Florida in the in the January.
0: Well, well, maybe not. I mean, not not quite so much. It's okay. not uh, sixty five degrees in Philadelphia on a
4: j- January. Over oh, sixty in New York when it, that weekend. So okay. Yeah,
0: okay, okay, okay. Uh, Tony, let's talk a little Shrine game. Yes, which is why we're here. I guess, why do they change the name to the Shrine Bowl?
4: Uh, you know, I don't know. I, it's what's up with that. I, I don't think. I mean, there was a new guy who took over the. Oh. Player personnel selection okay. this year. I didn't know Dan that. Shanka, formerly worked with the oh, Philadelphia Oh, the Our Lad's Eagles. guy. Yeah, and the Philadelphia Eagles way back yeah. when. I don't I know I if know he that. had some input to it, but I keep calling it the Shrine Game. I mean,
0: yeah, to what me. I know yeah. about
4: it. I know as the Shrine Game since I was a kid, I used to watch it uh, on Christmas Day. So Make the Shrine Game great again. There Make the Shrine it. Game again. At the, or something like that. Oh, or just, keep, just say Shrine Game. You know, okay. the with it.
0: <laughs> but the Shrine Bowl allows me to do a bird pun, so I can do Shrine Bee Owl. There you go. Okay. Uh, so narrative. generally speaking, the Shrine game or the Shrine Bowl is we're talking, you know, lower level prospects, guys who are, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round players, mostly undrafted guys. Yeah. Uh, but every every year there's a couple guys, one or two, who, who pop up. Who is your sense that uh, – who are the players who, who you have a sense could go third, fourth round from from the players here? You,
4: you know, like you said – Every once in a while, or every year, you may have a player or two from this game that slides into the second day of the draft. And I got to be honest with you, it's really been slim pickings this year. I think there's, I think there is maybe something to the Senior Bowl has gotten
0: better at uh, getting all of the better. It seems like maybe with the change from not to throw you know the, the Phil Savage under the bus, but it seems like maybe they have done a little bit better job of. Uh, not letting guys fall through the cracks—is that fair to say? The last couple well, I, years, I
4: think what happens is this: I think over the course of the past, you know, over the past twenty years, but really the past five years, you've seen such an influx of underclassmen.
0: Yeah, that's true. Enter
4: the draft, and what that does is it waters down the senior class. So, I mean, just look at that's the a first good point. round. Look! Look at the first round. Look at the first sixty picks. How many underclassmen?
0: And that also means that the like the best of the senior bowl seniors are probably going to go to the senior bowl,
4: right? Right. Because because it's because the they senior to, class is always watered down, right? And the more watered down the senior class is, because so many guys who would have been seniors are now mm-hmm. playing in the NFL. That means second tier games and. We both love the Shrine Bowl. I mean, yeah, it's we, great. It's, it's you know, it's really the Shrine game now is what the Senior Bowl was when I first went to the Senior Bowl in two thousand. It's it's a real pure scouting event as opposed to say a media event. Uh, but I think the watering down, what happens is, is you get you know less and less talent here. And there were some guys who probably should have been uh, Ben DiNucci of uh, James Madison, the quarterback. I think he should be here. Okay, there were some players that really should be here. Um, uh, that were not invited. And, and truth be told, there are some players that I know of, the the Stanley kid, the quarterback from Iowa. There's a few other kids who, if they don't get invited to the Senior Bowl, they don't come to the East West Shrine game. Yeah, that game makes sense. Because they think that I think it's beneath them. a bad week of practice at the Shrine game will hurt them a lot more than a good week of practice at the Shrine game. That's probably right. So you're battling it from a, a, a lot of different... Uh, a lot of different angles. Okay, that makes sense. So you're, you're a Shrine Game hipster? Uh, I'm not a hipster at all, except... But, uh, anyway. but I think you are a Shrine Game hipster. But it's, no, you know, I, did. I, I, mean, I do like it. I yeah. mean, you know, it's very low-key. It's very... You know, the people who are here are here because they want to be here. As opposed to next week when we go to the Senior Bowl... You're going to have a lot of reporters there who could care less about the draft, but the only reason they're covering the draft is because the football season's over, and the people who are going to be there, a- and a lot of people there just because they have to be there. Or, or so I think I, that's I think true. It's, it's it's closer. You know, it's just it's a better scouting event. Like I said, it was. You know, this is what the Senior Bowl was when I first went to the Senior Bowl in, two, in, two, in the year 2000. Okay, I think that's fair. So, is there anybody who you think could pop
0: water gun to your head? Who's like the earliest player drafted from this? I, I think it's to. it could
4: be Bravey and Roy the big defensive tackle. Mm. He's a tank that uh, guy. from t- uh, from Baylor. I mean, here is a guy who coming into the season was basically graded as free agent uh, mm. ma- uh, marginal free agent talent. Listed as 6'1", 333. And, and, but the fact is he's not, you know, a, a small area plotter. He's not a guy who's heavy footed. He's quick, he's explosive. He's devouring blockers and he's making plays behind the line of scrimmage. He's got a good degree of uh, athleticism, movement skills. So I I think, you know, with more and more teams going to 3-4, if you're looking for a real one-technique type of defensive tackle, a nose tackle, but a nose tackle that can also make plays, I think Roy is a guy who has a chance to slide into the uh, second day of the draft. I think Rodney Clemens – Excuse me, of SMU Fed is a safety. yeah, because of the fact that he's played so well, he's really underrated, and it's not a good safety class. Now he's playing here like he's third round talent. The second part of the equation is Rodney Clemens has got to go to the to go to the combine and run a good time. A good time for Rodney Clemens is the high four fours, the low four fives, in order for him to uh, you know really get you know slide into the third round. Rodney Clemens listed at six foot two oh six.
0: Any chance that you think a team could move him to linebacker? He reminds me a little bit of Nate Gary.
4: You know, not with the ball skills he's shown okay. because he's you, – you you do do that, but you, all, you do it with guys who are small and swift but also deficient when the ball's in the air. When you have a guy that, that's – who is as big as Clemens and hits as hard as Clemens but can also make plays when the ball's in the air like Clemens has not only here in St. Pete for the past two days – But has shown during his college career, uh, I I think you're doing Clemens as well as your team a disservice. I had been looking through the past, like you know, seven or eight Shrine Game rosters, just to see
0: who were the type of players who came out of here and had and successful NFL careers. And maybe it's like this is was just was just what I was looking for. But it seems like it's primarily interior offensive linemen, defensive tackles, and like nickel corners and safeties, right? So guys who. Uh, it's probably more important. Uh, athletic ability is a little bit less important, right, with those positions. So it's less about how, how they stand out. So there's not a lot of wide receivers from the Shrine game who have stuff like right. John Brown, and you can say yeah. that's because he was coming from Division Two Pittsburgh right. State. Like, right. there's not a lot of wide receivers. That said, Eagles fans, all they want is speed at receiver. It seems to me like the only receiver here who's got any type of, like, NFL caliber speed is John Hightower from Boise State.
4: I don't know if you agree with that, but... Uh, his hands are not great, but what, what can you tell me about Hightower? I mean, he he dropped a started off practice yesterday. Uh, yeah, I mean Kelly Bryant has like three drops in two days. Uh, Forty five yards down the field went right through his hands. Uh, he's I don't know that he's. He's not. I don't think he's going to go second day. I think you're looking. Oh, at yeah. A, I mean, I'm, not, I'm talking about not, I'm talking about fifth, sixth round. Right. Exactly. And, and, and fifth, sixth round, you're looking at a fourth or fifth receiver. I, I mean, I think he's played well. Josh Hammond of Florida has shown some speed. But I think and I wrote this yesterday at, at Pro Football Network. The one thing that's missing from this receiver class here is speed. There isn't. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't come. Uh, you, you've got a lot of quick underneath guys. Mason Kinsey of uh, Barry College. Where are you on the Kinsey scale? Uh, he's not, I don't think he's going to get drafted. Okay. I mean, I like him, but I think he's a priority free agent. I think the uh, the kid from uh, what's his name, Jonathan Johnson of uh, Missouri. Yeah, he's he's sort of like that, uh, undersized but incredibly quick. Gets separation, but doesn't have the deep speed. Uh, you know, getting back to Hightower. Hightower's okay. He's solid, but uh, I, I mean, you're looking at a fifth, sixth round pick. He's made some. Yeah, I mean, nice, I'm talking about a
0: dart throw. You
4: him. You are him. He's made some nice. Spectacular. He's the only one who
0: separates. It seems to me. He, I'm sorry. He's the only one who seems to separate. I think.
4: Well, no, I think Johnson does I think Kinsey okay. does. Uh, I mean, last year we had that. Uh, not Curl Hardman, who the other, the other kid, the other receiver from Georgia, who was here. Name escapes me. I don't think he was. I don't think he was selected in the draft. Riley Ridley. Uh no, no. Uh, Ridley was supposed to play at the senior bowl. Didn't. Uh, I'd have to look back okay. on it. He basically came out of that way. And had a great week here and and did show some speed, but. You know, getting back to your point, you don't have a lot of receivers selected out of the Shrine game in the draft, or at least in the yeah. top four or five rounds of the right. draft. So of, the, of those— It was pres- the kid from Purdue. The kid from Purdue a couple of years ago uh, was fantastic here. Went to the senior bowl. was okay at the senior bowl. I, I think he went undrafted. The Green Bay Packers may have selected him in the seventh round, and nothing happened with him. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: So then if that is if that is the case, that those are the positions where— guys come from who are the interior offensive linemen who have stood out to you i i like the guy from lafayette he's I mean been my, from rhode island no the guy from lafayette is my favorite is the louisiana lafayette
4: oh okay um yeah uh, I, I know um i'll pull it up. louisiana it's now kevin Dotson. kevin Dotson. he's right. been my favorite player it's, it's now louisiana it's now well louisiana they it's don't just called louisiana correct louisiana it's a little presumptuous um, He's played well, and he's you know he's one of those guys that, have, that kind of fell on the radar because he's played well for three years at Louisiana. Uh, I had him on my radar. I, I had him as a late round pick. I think he's done very well. I thought the kid from Rhode Island, uh, Aaron Parker. And I'm sorry, he lets the receiver, Sean D- Murphy. Sean Murphy, the offensive line. Yeah, I liked lineman, him too. Played very very well. Doesn't have great size. He's Got to get a little bit bigger. He got he got overpowered in a couple one on ones, but, but um, team drills. I liked what I saw. Great technique. Great pad level. He's smart, keeps his head on a swivel, shows the ability to get out in the second level, block in motion. I thought uh, Calvin Throckmorton, the college tackle from – right tackle from Oregon, played well at guard yesterday on Monday, played well at center today uh, for the West squad. So I think that he's a guy, because of that versatility, uh, helped himself in the sense that he may go in the fourth round right now. I do like Michael Wenyu of uh, Michigan. He's a massive guy, probably a little bit too big, but he's got good short area quickness. He's strong as heck. once he gets his hands on opponents, uh, game over. I, I think you've seen a couple of college tackles. I mentioned Throck Morton. the other kid would be Runyon, uh, John Runyon from uh, Michigan. College tackles of the son of Trey Thomas. John they, Runyon. Yeah, they named him after John Runyon. Okay, got it. Uh, um, who uh, college tackles who have moved into guard. Uh, And uh, – because Kyle Murphy, I believe, also played a little tackle at Rhode Island. Okay. And they're doing a good job uh, playing guard here. Uh, Who would you rather have, Dominic Wood Anderson or John Penasini? Oh, Penasini. Penasini. Because, you know, Wood Anderson is – He's, he's dropped too many passes. He's been up and down. He's been inconsistent. Penasini is not as good an athlete, but you know what you get with Penasini. Uh, the guy plays with nonstop motor. He plays with great fundamentals. Not a great athlete, but a real good hard-nosed football player. I think Penasini is a guy who could be a sixth defensive lineman, seventh defensive lineman on a roster. He's sit primarily a, a, an interior defensive tackle on a 4-3, where I think Wood Anderson is practice squad material. You you think Pennesini
0: sounds like um, pasta? Yeah, it sounds like a certain shaped pasta. Right. Yeah,
4: that's what I think. Pennesini vodka, a la vodka, please. Mm, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, okay. Well, my name is Tony Paulines. So. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: I like that. Uh, what else? What else you got going on? You got any Eagles nuggets? You're a man who keeps your ear to the grindstone.
4: No, nothing. I mean, it's it's been quiet. Uh, they went a little bit deeper this year in the playoffs, right? Than they went last year. So uh, no I think-
0: reverse. They went deeper last year than they did this year.
4: They lost in the first round. I thought, they, and how'd they do last year? They lost in the second round. Okay, my bad.
0: That's okay. Um,
4: I, no, I really haven't heard anything yet as far as the Eagles are concerned. I'm sure uh, by next week we'll have a few nuggets. Okay. Don't know if I'm sure on you, but I'm sure. I'll have who a few are the uh, who are the best players at the Senior Bowl for next week? Well, I mean, everyone's going to be looking at the quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't know if the quarterbacks are the best, but that quarterbacks are going to be the story. Justin Herbert, Jordan Love. Steven Montez. I, I mean, uh, the fact that Joe Burrow's is not going to be there, uh, you know, isn't that big of a deal specific because of the way Joe Burrow has played. But I, I think the quarterbacks, as they usually are, are going to be the big story next week uh, to keep an eye on. Who's the best non-quarterback at the senior bowl, in your opinion? Best non-quarterback at the senior bowl. To be honest with you, I haven't really You're looked. You're in try and mode. It's okay. You don't. Yeah, I haven't really looked at it. the uh, the rosters all that much. So I'm going to you just keep asking questions, and I'll, I'll pull up the. Uh, What's your favorite Beowulf memory? My favorite what Beowulf memory or story? My favorite Beowulf memory or story is when I recited one of the most famous lines from one of the most famous movies of all time. The song remains the same when Robert Plant says. Does anybody remember laughter? And Bull Wolf had no idea what I was talking about. And even even Chris McPherson of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles knew what I was. No, talking about. No, he didn't. He absolutely he didn't. absolutely did not. And you're misrelaying the story. I just like to hear you say it. <laughs> you do a good job with the microphone. When you do, um, I oh, I, 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 here, let's let's go a couple of guys here that I'm looking forward to. Michael Ojumudia of uh, Iowa, the cornerback. I don't think he's the best non. Uh, Quarterback. quarterback there, but the, uh, he's a guy who I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing. Christian Fulton is another guy. Oh, is He going to be there. Uh, he's uh, he's listed on the roster. Okay, uh, we're, he's we're a player at, who Eagles fans are interested in. Yeah, and, and you know there's a a bunch of LSU guys coming into practice tomorrow, as well as Clemson guys. Oh, really, uh, um, as we go down the roster here for the hey, DeAndre Overton from Clemson, whose catch radius is called the Overton window. DeAndre Overton. If you go back and watch the 2017 film, he looked like a guy who was going to be a real good prospect. I had him graded as a fourth rounder at one point in time. Mm. Struggled with injuries last year, and then they just had so much talent at the receiver position, there was no place for him on the field. So Overton's one of those guys that I think could potentially, he's not going to get drafted, but he's one of those guys that signs as a free agent that pops up out of nowhere, and people say, hey, you know what happened with this guy? Well, what happened with this guy is, People just didn't go back and watch the 2017 film on Overton. Raquan Davis, another guy to okay. play, be playing a scene but looking forward. To it. Josh Uche, who I got to interview over the summer, the pass rusher from Michigan, really good guy, uh, well spoken. Looking forward to seeing him uh, good next guy week. Just because he interviewed, uh, no, was I came across well during interview with the interview. You? Came across well. Uh, Evan Weaver, the inside linebacker from Cal. Monster run defender, We're going to have to watch him during those one-on-one drills, especially uh, in coverage to see how he does. A lot of people love Nick Harris. I'm not as high in Nick Harris as most others, but still, it's going to be interesting to watch. Ben Barch. obviously the offensive lineman from uh, Division III St. John's. Uh, Division Three offensive linemen have a long history at the senior ball. This is going to be an interesting one. Um and they did not invite my uh they didn't invite the other temple linebacker that's disappointing
3: huh
4: or he's not on here at least maybe he's injured got to give him a call antonio gandy G- uh, Gandhi golden uh the receiver from liberty is another guy to uh to keep an eye on has had had eye popping numbers too religious for me um gandy golden <laughs> i don't like a liberty guy uh <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, regardless, regardless, he had eye-popping numbers. And let me play in a ball game this year. Well,
0: good uh, for
4: them. Uh, exactly. They're good for them coming out of uh, basically one double A just a couple of years ago. They played in a ball game this year. Although, I mean, everybody just about plays in a ball game. Too much hate speech. Uh, okay. Uh, are we talking football or politics? I mean, I don't care. But whichever uh, one I want. Uh, to. There you go. Um, but I'll be looking forward to seeing him. And if I speak with him, I'll make sure I point you out to him. and uh, Please do. uh, So, this interview is going downhill quickly, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how most interviews go. But you're a big Disney guy. Who's, who would be the best? We went through this last Uh, year. Did we? Yes. What did we do? uh, Yes. The best quarterback? Which Disney character would be the best quarterback? Something like that. Okay. Well, we'll save it for next time. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Peckness, migrate, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, and Pluto. Say that again? It's like, uh, one you get for the rest of your life, one
4: you only get to see once ever again, and then the other one is killed. One I get to see for the rest of my life, one, one I get to see once, yeah. and the other one's killed, and what? Are, who are the three? Goofy, Pluto, and Mickey. I, uh, Pluto's boring, so. Yeah, okay. Pluto wasn't a good choice. uh, I I I think Goofy's a blast, so I like to see him. Okay, yeah, a lot. And then just a, you, you'll peck
0: uh, Mickey, uh, I guess. Okay, all right, that's good. Well, hopefully we can uh, we can talk again next week, Mister Pauline. I look forward to it. So do I. Uh,
4: well, uh, where can our listeners follow you, read your stuff? Pro Football Network, an outstanding site that I've been with uh, since uh, August, I believe. Uh, we will have uh, the Senior Bowl covered. Wall to wall, that's for sure, Uh, and that at Tony Pauline to nuts exactly. Or as I tell my wife, just Google me and you'll find out where I'm at and what I'm doing. Okay, well uh, for
0: Tony and uh, Tony's wife, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later. If you're still with us, thanks for listening, and thanks, of course, to Chris McPherson, Fran Duffy. Ben Solak and Tony Paulian for joining us for the first inaugural, I guess just the inaugural, Shrine Bee Owl extravaganza. And for all four of those fine gentlemen, and for Sheila and Zach, wherever they are, I'm Bo. We will talk to you later this week. A little bit more Eagles news. And as always, we love you.